So, <clears throat> thank you very much for being here. With that being said, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to the world-famous Do Work Podcast. I'm your host, Scientifics, and this is episode 20. I want to thank everybody that's been checking out all the previous episodes. So much love. Again, the Fees episode is still going up. TA's episode's going up. BKR's episode just dropped, so go check that out. Otis Reed's episode just dropped last week or the week before that. Check that out. And uh, again, special shout out to my sponsors, Red Eye Industry and Red Eye Clothing, placing us with some of that good. We got uh, a little Mac One and a little uh, what was oh Sunday Driver for today. And as you see, I'm wearing the new Red Eye. <clears throat> what we do is uh, check the website, uh, RedEyeIndustries.com, RedEyeIndustries.com, RedEyeIndustries.com. Check it out. We got one for the brand, one for the strand. When you go on the website, there'll be a click on the side. You can check the apparel. We got all the shirts available. You check out the other site. We got all the medical supplies available. And with that being said, every week I bring you guys a special guest. And this week does not fucking lag. Every week is always amazing. This week I got my man in the building that I've known since 2016. Met at Seafood Skate Shop. Uh, shout out to my man Shane for Seafood. Shout out to uh, Ray who's running now. And uh, we just kind of started to vibe on music and skating. My man was doing a bunch of different things. So we were able to hook up with him, see what he got going on. Plus, he was one of the craziest skaters I've ever seen who looks like he's not crazy at all. On top of that, an amazing chef. Person that comes in and always has new ideas, new styles. So everybody put your hands together for the man, the incomparable, the amazing, the put the hands on it, the I'll move to another country just to learn how to cook, the one time I chopped up a bull straight up from the tail all the way up, one knife, pow, 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 852 tacos, happy, this man right here, put your hands together, make some noise for my man, Chef Ravier, pow, 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 much love, much love, much appreciate, I'm super, super happy to be here, we're in the fucking great city of Fresno, right, chilling in San Joaquin Riverside, putting in the work, having a good time. And man, if you guys don't know, it's about to be special. We got a cooking special with this guy coming up at the end of the show. It's going to be amazing. He's about to cook with some vegetables. Show you guys what it's going to be like. You know, vegetables are fucking fire. Don't forget about that. Uh, But again, we got these uh, these Mac ones. We got some Sunday driver. We're smoking on something special today. Got a little 805 for the building for the time. So uh, what I want to do is introduce you. First off, like I said, this is my man, Chef Rob Vieira. I want to get everybody a a good taste of who you are, what you do, and, and... phase of what they would feel like if they met you so uh go ahead and give them like an intro of, of, of who you are and what you came about doing oh, i would love to most definitely so uh chef rob you know i grew up born and raised right here in fresno california born in 1993 so i got to see a lot of the good eras of tower district and growing up uh, actually i started my roots right there in tower and uh skateboarding putting in the work as a kid but my whole culinary career literally started in tower district i started uh you know, besides already seeing the scene, I was 15 years old, working for Paul Palomino, washing dishes, killing shrimp, the man would be like, hey Rob, smell this, you know, fill the fucking tomatoes, things like that, you know, what really caught my attention was the nightlife, you know, 15 year old kid, you get paid some money, you can see all the fun stuff, you know, I was like, hey, I was having a good time, so, that's what literally attracted me to the whole scene. Okay. But, uh, later throughout the line, I started falling in love with food and, like, gastronomy. Hey, for real though, that was one of the things that made me go into culinary school too, was gastronomy. Yeah, that's dope. You know, throughout those times, uh, 18 years old, after having that experience as a young kid, getting the taste of it, you know, I still like skateboarding at the time. I didn't really like putting down and putting the words and stuff like that. You know, uh, 18 years old, I was culinary school, 
five, six months. Uh, but my big break really for me is when I uh, went to China Peak. I met this girl from Peru. She's actually my wife now. It's pretty rad. So Shout much love wifey. to the to the wife. Yeah. Good lady. So, uh, <laughs> Good lady. <laughs> so uh, getting meeting her, next thing you know, I'm in fucking South America. And that's where I really started getting my base training of just the whole European scene. Because there's a lot of European training, Japanese, Chinese. There's so much fusion, and then you have the Andes Mountains, you have the ocean, there's ceviches. Peru is just one whole gastronomic scene, and literally to right now, it's ranked number best in the world in Central. They just took number one. So like, Okay, shout out to that, man. Uh, Make some noise for like, that, hey, yeah. Check this out. Peru is a, is a place where there's so many things going on for street life, and then like if you really get into it, there's a lot of whole things. So that inspired me. Come back here into Cali, and felt like I had to express myself to that of years of going back and forth, and... You know, working with literally the central uh, San Joaquin Valley right here. Central Valley King. This is the I CBD cook right here in the same river. We have rabbits. We have the fish. There's a lot of ecosystem plants. In the segment you'll see later, we took uh, wild uh, sunflowers, put that on a taco. Mm-hmm. This whole ecosystem right here has a lot, so this place means a lot to me. It's really dope. That's like literally how I fell into this whole stage for putting in the work and yeah. You know, it's been good to me so far. I can't it, complain. Well, being in South America, like I know you said specifically Peru, what were like some of the differences that you saw there in food that was available available to you that wasn't here? Because I saw when you were posting on yeah. Facebook and Instagram at that time, a lot of different fruits, a lot of Most different vegetables, a lot that, of different fruits. You know, yeah. are indigenous to that area, but so, also that we hadn't seen in cooking, or not we, people in Fresno hadn't seen on a lot of because there aren't very many Peruvian restaurants. Right. There aren't very many South American restaurants, just in general, to be able to have that, you know, kind of idea of what was. So when you came in, I seen those. Well, how big was it to, to even just see that type of experience or have that culture in, embraced into uh, your cooking? It, it was meant a lot to me, you know. When I first got there, um, first thing I was introduced to was uh, antecuchos, which is like cow heart, but things like that. But then like. You know, that's getting on the streets. So when my wife finally took me like to the markets, I was able to see like a lot of the different exotic fruits. Like, uh, you know, we have avocados that have no seeds in them. They're seedless avocados. They're just like whole things. They have things like that. They're like cucumbers. Yeah. They also have crambola, uh, uh, which is is like the star fruit that you'll see. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of that. The mangoes. Everything in Peru is like large, bro. Like mangoes here are here. The fucking mangoes are like that, dude. Yeah, Everything yeah. grows bigger over there. And then, like, is it like the, is it the air or the texture? The, the I want to say it's just the earth, man. It's just the, the earth, earth and the soil. They just grow big, man. El Nino be flowing. <laughs> so they also have like corn. They have corn like the size of my thumb, dude. Like the whole kernel. You know, there's giant Cusco corn. Uh, but one of the coolest things that I was really proud of is their potatoes. And you know, going to like one of the major markets. It's called uh, Mercado Consac. And bro, like that whole place is just built for restaurants or people that live in that area that buy food in bulk. Yeah. So, you know, just like uh, all the ahi peppers that we'd get, you know, different colors from purple, green, and they have different flavors as uh, ahi amarillo, which is like the main staple of Peru, and they're the staple of like ceviche or any main mother sauce that they're doing. And then they have like salsa ricotto. That's another other one that they have. But, uh, but potatoes as well, dude, from pink, yellow, purple. They have yeah. mashua, okas, and all these different, they're different tubulars. So like, there's a lot of native species that haven't even freaking been used because in that market, they only have a limited supply. You have to go deeper in the Andes Mountains 
see a thousand varieties of potatoes. Oh, they literally sure. have a thousand varieties. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. nuts, dude. So. Yeah, man, and that must have been uh, an eye-opening experience because all chefs that I know have all traveled somewhere to yeah. get their culinary expansion gone. And we were speaking off camera prior too that a lot of people go to France first. Yeah, it's true. Or they feel like you know they got to go through the Escoffier training. And you were saying that you went to uh, South America. It's more, it's more heat. You know, there's more love into it. There's more spice. We, like I said, being in uh, South America, there's so much European training that they have there. Like for me, going there first was a blessing because I got all that European training there, plus Latin American, plus. Chinese plus Japanese, it was all one fusion. So the time I came home, and years of going back and forth. Uh, so how I really got put on game was my chef uh, Fernando. Shout out, Chef Fernando. He's OG. Check this out. So my wife's mother-in-law was like, "Hey, if you really want to learn about Peruvian food, you need to go work for this guy. He owns a ceviche. He'll put you to work." Mm-hmm. So she literally takes me over there. I sit down. I talk to him. I'm fucking like. Nervous because my Spanish is the best. <laughs> my first year going Spanish back, and Peruvian Spanish. Yeah, it's it's all the same. Like, but their accents a little. Li- like... No, no, the accents a little different, and just like phrases are different. Okay. You know? So things like that. Yeah. So I get there, and he was like, "Hey, this fool doesn't understand. I'm, you know, just gonna fucking throw him in the dishes." And I'm just like, "No, it's cool. I'm, I'm visual. I could, could learn." So you know, the first year of just showing me the ropes of like having me cut all these fucking ahi amarillo peppers. All the fucking onions. I'm talking about fucking 50 pound bag of onions. Like, just, hey, I need all these chopped by today, but yep. like, I need it done like 30 minutes. It's either so, potatoes like, or onions that they get you and, on. And yeah. potatoes too, dude. Yeah. Like, I shit you not. I've filled over at least 10,000 plus potatoes in my life. This and this all day. Uh, yeah, 10 yeah. years going back and forth to Peru. Yeah, hey, shout out, shout out to the chefs that do the leg work. I work there fucking every year for free. Just like, I'll be there for a month and I just go work for them. Mm-hmm. Make ceviche. Mm-hmm. And like, in the morning, the coolest thing would be there like at... Three in the morning, we get the fucking fish. We come back, prep it at six, and uh, you know we'll be selling ceviche at nine o'clock in the morning. We stop at four, sold out. So all those little things, bro. Like it's uh, made me who I am today. It's pretty. How good. much of that did you take over there from Fresno? Because <coughs> like, you know, Fresno cooking is I like tacos. To I brought tacos for it. Okay, so like Fresno tacos, Fresno vibe is like you know everybody's just gonna go outside and just fucking just chop it up on the porch. You know what I mean? A little Coleman. Get to get to it, you know what I mean? Or if you got the big one, then you got the big one, you're gonna get, you know, but it's just straight up carne asada, it's fucking uh, chicken, you know what I mean? Al pastor, shit like that, like you're just gonna throw it on and just cook it. And um, how did you take that over there? We're like, well, I know how to cook. I mean, I know you already went to culinary school, but at that point, there's fresh. Culinary school's black. You learn more in the film, bro. Like, people that come out of culinary school. Cooking schools, with people? Like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta literally get out there and just. But that's coming from like someone who never cooked. Because I went to school with some with some people in culinary school, and they were like, "I don't know how to cook an egg. Teach me everything." And then they took that as like, "Okay, verbatim, this yeah. is how you do it." And it's like, "Well, no, you got to get like you know a feel for it." Yeah, yeah. And, and cooking your food. Um, have you ever seen the movie The Menu? Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. I like that movie. All right, so the I way, had to watch it twice. You have to yeah, it, it really is good. But then you know, really being that point, it, it kind of what he was going through was like kind of that point. You lose the love, the love of like. When you're cooking at that high level, and you know what, people just we're, we're feeding people at that level right there, dude. That just don't give a fuck. You sit, you eat. You might have been there 13 fucking times, and they was like, name one fucking thing you ate. Exactly. And he was like, like it was spotted halibut. Rare spotted halibut, you did. Yeah, and because the menu means so much, yeah. or, or even like the bear. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's bear. a really good one too. That's you know more I mean? like down to earth right there. So where you take like, a chef who got a James Beard uh, award and he's like, okay, that's I would dig it. I'll take that all day. Exactly. I was, I was gonna get to. I was gonna get to that in, in the star, end, but yeah, I would, I would love to get to that. But cool. the James Beard over a star, I love it. I love yeah. it because yeah, because he, you know the humbleness of that chef. Everybody that I know of is one that is the most humble chef. They are the like, I don't want to tell nobody I got it like that. I'm gonna swag on them like, you know, I got a James Beard though, right? Like it's not that. It's just. I have it, you should know, because we all know who gets them. I'm just, but I'm here with it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, the Mac one, shout out to Red Eye Industries. Uh, if you guys want anything, redeyeindustries.com, check them out. Um, yeah, but like the, the idea of cooking is that is that essence of, of enjoyment when people eat it, not the amount of time it takes to knock out 54 dishes. You know, and I, I, as, as I see your cooking and a lot of the other chefs in Fresno, is that you are all trained well, but all have your own style, but that is the thing you guys minus. And that was the thing that I minus. Right. I didn't like cooking under pressure. It sucks it's sometimes. not fun. It sucks. <laughs> you don't, you know what I mean? Cause your, 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 your grandma, you your aunt. You gotta be a little crazy for this shit. Everybody else that cooked in your life, they, they took day, a whole day to fucking cook it, right? Yeah. You got that prep time to make that, and then you got to serve something that's been pre-prepped. And we all know some soups taste better the next day. Yeah, some meals true. actually do taste better the next day. But the love of being Cold able pizza. to sit down and going, all right, by the end of tonight at nine, I'm serving. And at, you know, the beginning of the morning, you start prepping. Yeah. And that night you cook. And I see you guys' style cook like that. I did you know? it yesterday. You know, I did a real slow style. I did dinner for my mom. She wanted to, uh, to be all fucking, we're cooking for my friends. I need something, you know, I, something family. I was like, you know what, cool. We're going to do a prime rib today. So I went out to the market, did a prime rib. Yeah. It's a real low and slow type deal. And, uh, Got about like 10 pounds of that fucker, so it was a nice good size, and I uh, brought out some of these mushrooms, put it together, and it was, it was just more like a family-style meal, but, you know, little things like that, you know, just mm-hmm. good times. And, and, like, your cooking style, too, is like, what do you feel you favor? Or is it one of those I things like... rustic style cooking a lot, but also, like, a lot of freestyle, like, some days where it's just, like, I might take one technique and then infuse it with something that I'm inspired, like... But of another country, you know, like it could be fucking, you know, I from Korean wings, we can do like goju zong's pretty sick, make aiolis out of it, but you know, it's a lot of yeah, I, I, I take things as I go, I don't even know what I do sometimes. Mm-hmm. I just fucking give me some ingredients, we'll figure it out, you know. Like, that's, no, and that's great because I, sometimes I don't really have a plan. I watch Action Bronson's book that's good. delicious. Good. And that kind of is the same style that, you know, that's the first thing that popped in my head when you said that. It's just, what's in the fridge, what's in front of us? Yeah, yeah. Or you look at it and go, what if we did? And then, and it's kind of that soda mentality too, because when you're hungry, everything tastes good. In a way, small way. Or you'll combo some shit that you never would have comboed being sober. <laughs> and then you're like, you know what? Cottage cheese though on top. They kind of like, you know, there's something in there. But that's good that you have that breakaway style of you know learning how to cook, but also still maintaining the heart of cooking. I think yeah, I, I think really that's does. I think that's a struggle of, of for people who don't know who aren't in the culinary world. I think that's the biggest struggle for a lot of chefs is losing the heart in technique, in perfection, in exactness, in repetitiveness to the T. That you lose the feel of. You get lost in the sauce sometimes. And then it's like music, though. It's like music. When you make it too precise, you lose that human feel. You know, I like it because that riff isn't on beat on the next one. Some things can just be too fucking perfect, man. You know, like, when I make pizza, for me, pizza is one of my favorite rustic, freestyle things to fucking do. Mm -hmm. There's no fucking rules, dude. Like, 
One of my favorite pizzas is actually, uh, it's funny because, you know, we mentioned a lot of Peru today and Kate happened to jump back and forth with the, the country, but that's where I get a lot of my roots from. My girl's uncle had this fucking restaurant and it was three stories, bro. Okay. So he only fucking sold from the first level and the top level. And he was trained from fifth generation Italians that came in from the old country. Wow. Trained this fucking dude. He, he, he took recipes to the grave, bro, of his pasta dough. He showed me how to make the bolognese. I've seen everything else, but his pizza is what he fucking went down for. And for me, uh, that was my favorite pizza. It wasn't even done with a dough. It wasn't, it wasn't even made like focaccia when he fucking stretched it out. Mm -hmm. It was made like a bread that fucking rose and it was kind of spongy. And uh, stretch it out all the time put it in a fucking pan, but it rose like a fucking bread. It was a little low. And uh, the first time I had their Hawaiian pizza, it had peaches on it. And that, for that day, it broke all fucking rules. Like, it broke all the rules for me. I was just wow. like, what the fuck? Okay. You know, so, no, not pineapple. I know peaches. people have their fucking things about pineapple yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I like pineapple. I'm gonna fuck. But fight peaches. Me. Fight, fight me or at me. Fight me or at Check me. Check it out. Both. Peaches is what did it for me. And, you know, it was... Uh, a little bit of peaches fucking we had some uh there was ham on there as well and that was his bambino do hawaiian but you know like you know special and shit and yeah. it was the best thing ever so ever since then you know coming back i was like all right cool started playing that card doing other things mm -hmm. but uh you know what when you throw a fucking pizza in the oven you never know how that bitch is not going to come out perfect mm -hmm. stretch it out Unless you know yeah. your dough, unless yeah. you know what you're, like, like you said. You, you want a perfectly dough. round pizza, that's fine, like, but, you know, I like, <laughs> you know, I like my pizza, cutters, I like my pizza a little fucking, uh, a little rustic sometimes, you just throw that shit in there like a flatbread, you get a fucking non-bread. I, 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 yeah, that's the way that I, I've started to enjoy it. Yeah. After culinary school. Pan pizza's pretty sick, too. You know, like an oblong, kind of like long bread, like a flat baguette, yeah. basically. If you were to smash the middle of a baguette, and yeah. then, and then put but not too where it's thick and it's not like Chicago style, like super, super full or anything like that. It's just more that that soft bread texture. I know what you're talking about. I, I've never I had that. I like to that. break the rules every once in a while, you know? That's the fun of cooking, though. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. whatever's in front of you is like, let's let's see what we can do right now. And then you look, and my girl will tell you, everybody will tell you that I cook for. They're like, do you, what do you like to cook? And I go, whatever that person wants, because I like to see when they eat it. And they go, they look up at you and they go, hey, this is the, the fuck, is uh, it? Yeah. And then that's the Good moment. Time. Yeah. So I appreciate that. But that's good that, you know, when you came in at such a young age, you got to see the scene and not get kind of shook in, by dude. the popularity of sometimes that comes with it. Yeah. Or even the... Fight to be the best chef. That, that happens sometimes. The competitiveness to be like. I think that's I'm what keeps a lot of us going. It's it's like you know, you know, honestly, right now a lot of the OGs that are already on top, the the last names have put in the work for a long time. Pardini's and you know, fucking uh, all these other cats. That, you know, shit. Let me dust you off, chef. Let me dust you off. Must appreciate. Must appreciate. You know, so a lot of these have been putting in the work, but, you know, you know, actually, I'm only 30, but these dudes, uh, you know, they've been uh, doing it for a long time, that's awesome. It's our turn that's been putting in the work. I've been doing it for a while. Honestly, dude, it's just about having fun and finding your own style, what you really love to do, and cook, have a good time. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, see where the fuck you're at. And the resurgence of, like, downtown, and the resurgence of, like, uh, of just that, 
that metro vibe where if you go to any major city, there's so many different styles of food that you have availability to. Fresno has taken that note because it's always had it, but we never had the opportunity to have restaurants in the, in the aspect. And now we got stuff like what you're about to open in October, which is called Fast. Uh, so, uh, no, no, so it's actually called the Third's Place, uh, okay. doing a global eatery. Third's Place meaning, you know, your first place is your home. Second place where you work, third place where you go to kick back and relax. Okay, and, uh, I like that. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool business model. When I first heard about it, I was like, ah, oh, word. But then when I learned the meaning, I was like, oh, that makes fucking sense. Yeah. So it's cool. But Which is great because I throw threes all day because I need right? three media. So, you know, the third place, yeah. So uh, we're doing this in Clovis, Blasty Street, right there across the street from Bank of America. Okay. Uh, should be opening up this year. Doing a lot of different styles of a global eatery where we have an Asian restaurant coming up. New American restaurant as well, doing a Latin corner of, you know, where you get a little taqueria, some really good authentic tacos, the heirloom corn that would be featured a little bit later, little things like that as well as empanadas from Peru, and just little corner bites all around from Latin America. So Love it. we're a global eatery. We do a lot of great things, put in a lot of just any little thing that I'm inspired from around the world, just, mm-hmm. just having fun as much as possible, you know. That's great, man. Yeah. Right, what we got, man? We got San Joaquin River back here. You know, if I get to truck, you never know. It might be on the menu. Forget about it. Right? And that's, yeah. that's dope, too. Just like whatever the day feels like, it might just be that day. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. All right, so with that, man, we're going to take a break. We're going to come right back with my man, Chef Rob. Yeah, yeah. And get you guys a little break. Go get you something to drink. Maybe take a break. We're going to enjoy this beautiful afternoon. Maybe smoke Sean again. See you in a second. Do Work. The world-famous Do Work podcast. Your man, Scientific. Uh-huh. What up, everybody? It's your man, Scientifics, here to tell you about our new sponsor, Red Eye Industries. RedEyeIndustries.com is the place to go to find all of our merch, tinctures, flowers, wax, drinks, and anything you may need for your medical uses. That's right, www.RedEyeIndustries.com. And tell them your man, Science, sent you. Ah, ah, ah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the world-famous Do Work Podcast. I'm your host, Scientifics, back with my man, Rob B. And we back in the building just chilling. So now we're smoking on some Sunday driver, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's a good day. We're just enjoying the fucking environment out in nature. Got a couple guests. People have stopped by and said, what's up? Well, we're doing some things. It's good. But yeah, we out here at the Dawson River just doing our thing. Every episode, I like to give everybody their roses and let them know that, you know, what they're doing is a very beneficial thing to the city, let alone just the community and what they're involved in, whatever their field is. So I've known you since 2016. And in those six years, seven years, I've seen you grow from a wild and ass skater that was cooking and doing stuff, getting off and just managing. And you went to Peru during that time frame. And then you came back and was like, yo, I got this thing that I'm going to try to do and just really went into the chef mode. So I want to give you props on that. Yeah. I want to give you I want to give you salute for holding it down as a skater and really still every time, every chance you get, getting the opportunity to get out there and shred. Get out there. And we, we didn't even touch on there. that yet. We'll touch on that. Mm-hmm. And then um, at the same time, making sure that at the same time, I want to be able to give you this, this bag of uh, goodies 
uh, accoutrements. Yeah, it stopped. It's alright. Uh, we'll do we'll do it from here. These uh, red eye industries. So we got a T-shirt. We got uh, a towel. We got uh, glasses cleaner. Uh, we got a free greasy little ram in there for you. Uh, it's the faded T-shirt with the astronaut on it. So I want to give you that. Thanks. But also give you your flowers and thank you for being able to continue doing what chefs do and being able to come on and to the scene and just be one of those people that like everybody gets the opportunity to enjoy what you do as opposed to you just doing it for yourself or doing it because you do it. Everybody loves it. You, you share it with everybody and it's great. You guys will see in the cooking segment. We're about to get down on some food. Much love. Hey, you know what? Putting in the work in the Fresno, that's my city. I enjoy what I do. I respect what I do. I'll tell you what. Throughout the industry growing up, you just meet the right people at the right time. And that's what it blossoms into. Like I said, I've known this man since 2016. Mm -hmm. He knows me and my roots, where I used to be. Except putting in the work, grinding, grinding, grinding. But I, this is what I do, and I respect what I do. Mm -hmm. This is my city right here. So uh, I represent as much as I can. People like this that put in the work deserve the best in life. So uh, thanks so much. It's always been yeah. the best, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. still got a lot of talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a true treat, so much love. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, Sunday and driver is bad. Right, it, is. it is. This is the one right Badass, here. Badass, man. Love Shout out to RedEyeIndustries.com, RedEyeIndustries.com. For all this. the apparel, we got one for the brand and one for the strand. So we got the clothing, and then we also got something special for you guys if you guys need it. So make sure you hit up RedEyeIndustries.com. Shout out to our sponsor. My man's enjoying it. But yeah, so I want to give everybody their flowers and let them know, you know, it's much appreciated. Not only just because I'm sure everybody around you that, that you know, eats your food or your friends around you, everybody around you gives you like, hey man, this shit's fire. But really, like, for the fans and everybody that's going to be watching, like, to know that, like, yo, there's really been a lot of legwork to get to where you're at. Yeah. It's been a lot of, of actual testing and trying out and tastings and things of that nature. You gotta fail a couple times. You gotta fail a couple times, mm -hmm. and you know what? Keep your head down. By the time you keep your head up, mm -hmm. you look back and be like, oh, all right. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to get that second time of this. First so, time I did it, I was like, cool. So but, cheers to you for that, man. I want to give your flowers. It's, it's all love. Hey, it's all great, man. I appreciate it. So yeah, so so getting back to everything. So you know, working all these years and doing all these things, uh, I usually ask everybody about 2020. So when 2020 hit, like where were you, and how did it impact not only just your your lifespan of, of what you're doing, but like business in general? Because you know, cooking, you either went to delivering stuff, or you got the on calls, or you got like pre-order type shits actually uh, or you just shut down you know what i mean so man during when i first hit i was actually at a uh, bitwise industries oh okay about bitwise. okay shout out shout out to bitwise. <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry shout out it's a horrible hey, what's going know, on it's, it's a bad so situation bad. but so prior to that situation it was really good hey so i was actually a chef over there at uh we had the fucking this thing called bruce and bacon a little wind happens you know welcome to nature shit happens yeah so, uh, you know, I was a chef over there, running the cafe, putting in the work. I was there for two years before I got the job over there at Grizzly Stadium. Oh, no. But uh, during that time, like, we were still the fuck open. And then, like, one fucking server comes in, she's sick. Another chick, next day, she's sick. And I was like, what the fuck, I'm in the kitchen. You know, kind of guarded by everybody. And just, here's the food, get the fuck out of there. Yeah. And then, dude, you know, it... I literally just, it was a fucked up, it was a really bad day. Bad day meaning like, it was a good day. <clears throat> I ordered all my food, all my shit came out on time. I just ordered maybe like boxes of fucking pork, you know, beef, 
stock my refrigerators. Boss comes in, she's like, we need to shut down for two weeks. I was uh, like, what the fuck? But it, but it was just two weeks, though, at the time. No, because that two weeks fucking lasted. No, I'm saying, though, when they told you, it, just, it was said. just supposed to be. I was yeah, yeah. like, yeah, I was like, all right, cool. And it, yeah, it didn't work out that way. Fucking, I get the call. We shut down for two months. It's like, what the fuck are we going to do with all this pork? So we threw one last big-ass family meal. I cooked the fuck out of all those porks, the fucking beef, and as much people as we could feed, we fed the community because we're downtown. Yeah. You know, I just was passing out food like a motherfucker, but at the end of the day, dude, I just, we had so much food waste. Well, we sent it down to food bank, we did our, you know, the best we could, but it sucked. Yeah. After that, we were shut down for a long time. We were shut down for a long time, and, uh, after that, you know, after they told me, like, hey, we're, we're closing down, uh, that's when I really got the other opportunity to work with Grizzlies, but, um, and that was cool. It was a good time. Grizzly Stadium was fucking badass. I enjoyed my time there. I was there for the year. And, uh, after that, I just kept on pushing so we can get towards the restaurant and shit like that, but, that's how, that's how it packed me, bro. It was, it was from here to there to there. Were you, were you, were you, else. were you in the middle of like, man, I don't want to get sick because you got the kids, you got the wife, yeah, you got that, everybody. That, yeah, my wife was super paranoid. And, you know, I was too, after I figured out, I was like, oh shit, this is rough. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. so, all right, so. It was just that, you know, pandemic style where just, you know, a lot of home cooking, a lot of recipeing, a lot of dough testing, and just like, you know, just like everybody else, I hope everybody was, you know, productive. We're okay. stuck at fucking home. I was just like, fuck, dude, might as well read books and like. I don't know if you've like, seen any other episodes, but I, I didn't have any problems at all. It wasn't that bad? Fuck no. Yeah. I worked at the IRS. I found out fucking eight hours or six hours before everybody else did. Oh, shit. They told us at like nine o'clock in the morning. They released it at like three o'clock in the afternoon. I called them. They told us, call everybody that you know. Tell them, go get supplies. It's yeah. about to go down. Oh, they're cool. Oh, so we got hazard pay. I'm off work, but I'm still getting a full check. Nice. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to go to film school. Now, what, you know what I mean? School. And then that was COVID. So I was like, okay, oh, yeah. I'm Zooming. But I moved to LA to go chill. I was in LA. And then uh, I fucking moved to Vegas because my buddy's like, I got a five-bedroom house. Slide over. It's just me. I'm like, all right, cool. We'll shoot there. Well, whatever. So I'm at poolside. Drinking, fucking chilling. I'm, I'm coming back to California from Vegas to pick up my daughter, taking her up there for a week to chill. Like, I'm, there's no one on the freeway. Five hours, Vegas to Fresno, bow. LA to Fresno, three hours, boom. Wherever the fucking LA, don't even matter. So it was different for me. I was moving. Right. I was getting footage. I was, you know, like getting what this looks like, look how empty the world is, like that yeah. type of shit. But it was fucking gnarly. I did, I did don't know the motherfucking freeway at one point. It's so empty. It's like everybody else is. It's Fresno. Don't forget about it. So, you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's great that it was, like, different for everybody. Everybody I interviewed, they always say, oh, it was this, it was this, it was this. And, like, how was it for you? And I'm like, well, it was yeah. kind of but, but that's It sucked. I mean, I was, I was busy, but I was just, like, it was just a weird moment. Yeah. Know, for three years. And then after that, things started going. And, and it kept busy. But it was just... Caterings, masked up, everything that we're doing. Actually, uh, yeah. that one point I was working at fucking Elderberry House. And, uh, that's right. I was there for about a good four months before the fires came over there at uh, Milkers. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was about four years ago, but yeah, that shows wild, dude. Damn. And then since the, since it's open, like you said, it took three years to get back on. But like, what was going on in that three years? Just a lot of like pop ups. Yeah. A lot of like you know open spots. Caterings, yeah. Uh, 
as much as I could, man. Anybody that hit me up, we were doing a lot of. Um, so it was teppanyaki. That's where I started getting more into my like pork bellies and perfecting like Chinese style fucking pork belly with okay. super crispy at top. Yeah. Hot oil where it's like bubbly as fuck, and we'll chop that up. You know, we were doing fucking uh, our teppan rice. I wasn't doing noodles, so I was just doing rice, but you know, uh, during that, during those little pop-ups, you know, I kept us going. We were doing um, more like little shakuter boards, fucking lunch style. <laughs> Karkuchi boards. Karkuchi boards. <laughs> so little just fucking keep it, keep it flowing and shit. That's as much right. as fucking possible, like yeah. whatever the fuck I was into, I'd be like, hey, I'm doing a pop-up. Uh, when our hop was really going, yeah. COVID was still going still, you know, like there's a few of them that were canceled, but yeah. It's just word of mouth, dude. Fucking catering, people need to be fed, man. Fucking yeah. everybody gets tired of eating fucking fast food, you know. So well, that's good that now that you got the restaurant open. You know? Yeah, that's gonna be a good one. So. so you guys check that out. He said late September, early October, somewhere around that area. You guys check that out. That is expected opening, fucking October. September is supposed to be soft opening. October we should be open. It's spooky season, so yeah. Make some fucking good hot meals and you know some fucking bang flavors. Forget about it. Yeah, I'll have all the, you know, the info inside the details of the, the actual video and all of his ads. If you want a pumpkin follow. spice empanada, forget you, you know. I'm <laughs> no, just kidding, I love you. I'll make it. I'll make yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we, we, got, we got a lot of good times, so. Yeah, yeah that's so, good. Sunday drive is really good. Been having a good time today. Yeah. It's real chill. It is. You know, and, and so if with every with everybody, uh, everything else is going on. Is there anything new that besides the restaurant, anything anybody could be looking for? Yeah, man. Uh, some summer. of the events that maybe be coming up. I know we're in the middle of July now, so it's summertime. Yeah, we're, so we're winding down up? a little bit. You know, some summertime's still banging right now, so we do have a really nice, vibrant summertime menu. If you have anything, you hit me up. Private caterings, private dinings. We need a freaking kickback like this right here where we're sitting right now. I'll cook something super nice. Mm-hmm. See it in the other videos. I can do anything you want. Sounds now, good, man. A lot of expect a lot of exotic flavors. If you want something chef special? Make it happen. Where would so, they find you at, though? At oh, you know, you can find me at a uh, Chef Viera ninety three Instagram. Mostly on Instagram. So okay. Find me on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. Find me on there. Uh, PNR Fusion. We have that as well. Find me at the Thirds Place as well. I'm the executive chef there. And uh, we have a lot of great uh, things showing up, so, you know, keep in touch. We have a lot of great things head forward. Much love. See you guys soon. Yeah. And with that being said, I want to thank you for being here today and spending the time. Thank you about so to much. get in this cooking segment. We're about to chop up some vegetables like what it do. You guys be ready for that. I'm pretty sure. I've already seen this prep up set. It's about to be fucking delicious, guys. But you guys come back next week. Special shout out to my man, Rob V, for being here. Episode 20. It's been amazing. It's been an honor. Man, I can't wait. This fucking scene is beautiful. So, you know, how can you complain about life? Smoking good, drinking good, and, and having about some good food with some good friends. You guys follow everything that he's got going on. Everything will be in the description of the video. Follow everything that I got going on and Red Eye Industries, plus the Red Eye uh, clothing line at all the Instagrams. Everything will be in the description. You guys have a wonderful day. We're about to finish off what we're doing. You know what it is. It's the world famous Do Wear Podcast. I'm your man, Scientific. Ah, ah, threes, bitch. <laughs>
I guess. So uh, we're out here, lovely scenery today. San Joaquin River pulling up today. Got some nice uh, oyster mushrooms and my Takis available. We also uh, have some very, very cool tortillas, heirloom corn tortillas that are coming in from Oaxaca. Beautiful corn masa, good meat and plus. We're gonna have a great time. So we're just gonna jump right into it and start sauteing it up real quick. First things first, get your grill light quick. That pan heat up really nice. Back. Throw in some olive oil real quick, let that heat up, do its thing. Gotta have some butter at all times. We also have a really nice uh, fresh clove of uh, some elephant garlic, big old piece of garlic, very nice. See what else we got on some cotija cheese might as well just jump into what we have right here um, beet jalapeno roasted beet jalapeno salsa a little quick one and uh pickled onions for our miso plus today let that do its thing get nice and hot Don't worry if my voice has been my turn. Like, <laughs> we're, all, we're all part of the show. Oh, yeah. Got science in the building today. Thank you very much for coming down. Brought some nice cold drinks. We're having a great picnic right here in the park today. It's, it's a nice day. Very nice. Got some uh, little arugulas for the tacos. Forget about it. Good. A little seasonings, salt, excuse me, salt, a little pepper. Gotta have a, gotta have some thyme. We'll chop the rosemary. Real. Right, we're ready to go. So oyster mushrooms are dope, dude. I love oysters. They, uh, you know, I treat them more like a chicken. That's the way we're gonna treat them today. Season them up. Salt, pepper. Throw some butter in there. Let it do its thing. Nice maitakis. Throw those in there real quick. But today we're making mushroom tacos. It's gonna be sick. Very nice mushrooms. Put a bunch in there, let them do their thing. Put them a little of spices, forget about it. Some pepper. Some salt. Chop up uh, this big old elephant garlic. So I pull out the puente way. Keep it nice and cold, you know. Keep the burner cold. Forget it. Smash it down. When you smash your garlic, it breaks it up. It releases all those essence, you know. So you gotta have it. If you just chop it whole. That's fine, but when you smash it, it really awakens the whole garlic. Throw that in there. Cool. Wipe down station real quick. At this point we're going to throw in our butter, you know. 
unsalted butter is best because you're already using salt. Just a little bit. Back in the ice box. Crack a beer, let it do its thing, you know? Jeez. I'm gonna add a little bit more of that uh, rosemary. Waking it up a little bit. Put the burner back. Good. Big spoon, great for everything, you know? about cooking outdoors or we got a little wind here you gotta you gotta move at the time so if you ever have to like block a little bit you know, keep cover so your, your grill's nice and hot you gotta do what you gotta do that's outdoor cooking man it's always gonna be it's always something but the main star of this show right here check this out besides these beautiful mushrooms i got this badass heirloom corn handmade masa it's coming in from texas but it's being flown in from oaxaca we have a uh, a masa program that we're working with and they produce some really great products you know it's like we have corn that's straight all blue it's a different species that's uh that they've been working on for the last past about five years um they do a really great job so great tortillas great product you can't go wrong salsa tambien you gotta have a nice salsa so today we did that uh nice little roasted beet salsa jalapeno cilantro and we just let it do its thing. It's uh, play out very nice. Nice garlic doing its thing. We have arugula, like I said. Mix that into the play in a little bit. Throw a little beer, why not? I've been wanting to come out here to the river and just kick back and cook it up a little bit. So this is a really good excuse for me to be like, hey, peace, if you're right back. <laughs> yeah, I, I cooked a little nice little primum yesterday, but uh, the mushrooms that I was able to get, I was like, cool, I could do another one like that. Because I, I, you know, anybody can cook steak. Proteins are cool, but honestly, dude, if you know how to like master like the vegetable and know how to like, it's, it's the same thing. Salt, pepper, a little bit of butter, you know, treat it like anything else. And it's always going to come out good, but uh, vegetables are really cool, man. So I, I've been working on these mushroom things for a while. There's other species that I like working with, like lion's mane. These ones right here are oysters and maitakis, but when you crisp them up, dude, I was fooled at one point that they, they tasted like chicken. So I was like, all right. And ever since I had that flavor profile, I was like, cool. That's what I'm going to run with. 
It worked out great, man. And being from the culinary world myself, I love a good fucking vegetable taco. Right? It's good. Overplayed. Well, in Mexico, like, you know, they do all, like, the cricket taco. You can go get, like, a scorpion taco. And mm -hmm. different regions, they have different odd things. But, well, actually, they make uh, the squash blossom quesadillas. Mm -hmm. So they use a lot of, uh, they do use a lot of vegetables. But, you know, why not mushrooms? Mushroom tacos are great. Right. Do a lot of cool stuff with them. Nah, you good, homie. We keep it Fresno. Yeah. We're good. It's all love. It's all love. <laughs> you good, you're good, you're good, buddy. Yeah. You too, man. Yeah, it's always good to have it. Yeah, people are walking by. We're doing the podcast. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Sometimes in a public place, we shot a couple of spokies. Back pretty full at the extra point, so we just chop it up with everybody. Invite them into yeah. the show. Got it, man. Yeah, it's all love. It's not like a, oh, man, dude. Get out of here. You ruined their shot. No, it's all love. Nah, man, we just brought a couple of these right here. Just for the same thing. Appreciate you, guys. Thank you, man. All right, cool. So we're going to stop the, uh, hop right into my, oh, you lost one. Bring that up right there. It's a real big mixture of everything. It's um, so you know, like the Latin corner that we're doing, we're calling the Fast Freddy. Fast Freddy was a really good friend of our in our family. He was an OG man. He ended up passing away. So I was like, you know what? That dude was like super hardcore, and he always inspired me to like keep digging and digging what I wanted to do. So in this concept that we're doing of like just fast Latin corner food. You know, taqueria, but empanadilla, doing Peruvian empanadas, but doing Mexican tacos. Because in that corner of Clovis, they're not really doing anything authentic or doing anything. Yeah. You know, so I wanted to step in and be like, all right, cool. I want it fast. I want it ready. Fuck it, fast ready. Mm. So I was like, cool, man. That's that's how I wanted to go about it. And when is it open? Uh, we're opening September, October in that area. Hella high water, we're opening this year. It's like, okay. yeah, there's yeah. been a few setbacks of just like, you know, construction-wise, like, you know, when it did rain, we had like a little bit of setback on that time, but you know, we're looking good now. Summertime, it, X series already done, interior, we're just filling things out. It's just getting the equipment in now and just like hammering in the cooks, practicing hard. And so you and somebody else is co-owning or are you co-owning? Uh, so I got it myself. My wife is uh, also my business partner. And plus my business partner as well, uh, Andrew Penn, where he does you know, they're in construction, they've been doing this stuff for a while, so they're always 
This is the first concept like Caleb's to a restaurant, so I did tastings for him about like two and a half years ago, and you know, not knowing that tasting was gonna be like the tasting of the life. I didn't even know the freaking what he was supposed to do that. I was sitting on my couch relaxing and uh, Robert Ortiz, he's one of my best friends, and they called him thinking that they were calling me or something like that. So, no, you need Pierre. So, Ortiz called me one day and he was like, Robert, you need to do a tasting like in two and a half hours. They called me looking for you. And I was like, what the fuck? And he's just like, yeah, dude, make it happen. So, I pulled out that chicken, purple chicken sandwich that day. We did like some uh, mommy fries and yeah, dude, I just showed up and started cooking, but yeah, it was well for the uh, the finale. I was hoping we could do some like stuff too as well. Oh hell yeah! So we'll be able to get accoutre mocks that'll help that situation. I love the of ideas that you would have by all the places that you've seen saying you know what would be tight if we did a ah uh, ah uh, and then that makes everybody in Fresno go you know that does test me uh. yeah, yeah. and there's you and a group of other chefs that are doing it so I want to bring that culinary aspect to, the, to everybody and, and let everybody know that just the idea that there is a not just a music and a fashion and a business but there's a culinary like, you know what I mean as all major businesses or major cities have Fresno's got it all man yeah we when do people say they fucking like oh Fresno nothing to do man I fucking look at these fools like you are too busy inside yeah boy <laughs> ain't too busy inside ain't outside boy come outside you never know what's going on There is a handful of good chefs out in this town that are really actually trying to push the pavement and do new things, man. Mm -hmm. You know, so it really inspires me to even drive harder and put in the works like everyone else is. So just have a good time. Fresno could be on a map. You know, besides uh, you know, the history we have, dude, we got a great agriculture system. You know, when it comes to vegetables or just landscape, we're at the river now, boy. It's like. It's really nice today, you know, so it's like little things like that, you know, I, being in, from South America and jumping back and forth, like, Peru is dope, I love the ocean, I love the whole vibes out there, and like, even Mexico is hard as fuck, but mm -hmm. at the end of the day, dude, like, I fucking love Fresno, like, I always find myself, like, self coming back home, and 
Yeah, and it's great to be proud of being at home because a lot of people yeah. feel like they got to make it out of Fresno. Get out and get out. You can do it here, man. Yeah, I mean, if you love where you're at, the culture, the community, everybody embraces you. Yeah. The success comes from that. You don't have to go looking for other people to try to give you that, that certification, that verification that you're good. If the city's already behind you, right. you're doing it. Yeah. And it's kind of like others, it's, it's up to others to catch up. Other cities are like, I didn't even know about that. Like, oh, yeah. And that's real. And that's really cool. And you sing good. I forgot a plate. Well, there we are. Make play right now. 805 always coming through. Sick. Real Riverside cooking. He had busted out the, the beans in, in the can <laughs> over the flame. And it just would have solidified the whole thing. And that's Fresno. Went on the loneliest heist. Now I'm iced out. I live a felonious lifestyle. You might have seen me with your man, missus. King shit, baby giving me hand kisses. Feeling it like a coin jar. That's cause I've been fucking it like a porn star. It's just in me, I was a born hog. Well, her man envy cause he a horn dog. Oyster mushroom tacos, some nice, beautiful uh, asul corn, heirloom corn, all the way down from Oaxaca. You can't beat a little cotija cheese, pickled onion, and uh, some jalapeno beef salsa. That's a Fresno River taco right here, baby. Forget about it. Love right there. Free stuff. 
Alright, Joe, so we, yeah, we're gonna try this out now. He showed you guys the plating, he showed you the cooking techniques, he showed you how he brought the tortillas in the game. All the vegetables, everything is all fresh and organic. Like that. Restaurant opens, you guys can check them out. And prior to that, before that even happens, anytime he's posting something like a pop-up or a cookout or something, make sure you check him out. You guys got the follow at the end. Make sure to put all of his info at the, at the link in the description of the video. We're gonna get to trying these tacos, let you guys know what's up. But for that, thank you guys for this. It's been the fucking do work, world famous do work podcast that is. Woman well, man, Chef Rob, the amazing. We're gonna smack on these tacos. Y'all have a good one. See you guys next week. Uh ah. -uh. The audio going so we get to you guys can see what it fucking tastes like. Right. <coughs> here. That pickle strip, that pickle onion, the pickle onion. The pickle onions make that motherfucking tang. Boom. And it does have a meat texture. When I bit into it, it tastes like onions, like off the rip, the texture, but I start to chew it. It dead ass tastes like a taco taco, like meat. Like shredded fucking, um, like, like fucking carnitas or something. Fire, bro. Hey, you guys, check them out. You know what it is. We're going to keep it going. Damn, this shit's fire. Hey, right. love you guys next week. Uh-huh. I'll be cooking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>